0: Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey talk about how to seamlessly incorporate virtual programs into your business to maximize efficiency. Due to the pandemic, this has been an inevitable switch. However, it still offers plenty of benefits for your business. You nope. Know- still working. Um, Sorry we're a little bit late this morning. Uh, We were live on time, but it told us it didn't work, so we had to recreate the broadcast and blah, blah, blah tech stuff. So now that that was messed up, let's talk about how to go virtual. (laughs) What the hell are we talking about? So how to go virtual. I feel like people are making it more complicated than it has to be, and we've had a few members mention something to us, and to me, it's just tweaking I guess for me, I already had a process in place. It was just a matter of inserting two programs, which was Zoom or StreamYard and Write Capital. So for me, it was my planning software because the planning software allowed me to upload documents securely. So the only thing we're dealing with is me talking to you and getting documents securely so I can put it in the plan. If we're on Zoom, I can also share the plan with you. We can look at it at the same time. So we streamlined into virtual immediately. And we actually got extremely lucky with with when we decided to do this back when I was LPL was we actually had somebody randomly call the office and said, I'm looking for an LPL advisor. Just just like that. Never happens. Randomly happened. She said, can't meet you guys. It wasn't even COVID yet. This was 2019. But I'm interested in working with you. And we were like, well, here's our virtual process and planning fee moving of uh moving over of of some assets not all helping to decide what to do with her house as she was trying to pay it down faster messing up her cash flow just a lot of a lot of things it was all the same we just weren't sitting around the round table uh or or and, and directly in front of each other it was all virtual and i found it to actually be easier more concise of a meeting because you weren't fumbling around with papers so i actually really like going virtual and let me stop there, Corey, and say like, is there any gaps do you think or questions that you have or anybody in the comments that you have so far about what I just said? Because it's the overview, but it's actually everything. Like really, it's it's right capital and Zoom. And 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 then, you know, how, whatever you use, whether LPL, you know, Edward Jones, whatever, I'm sure there everybody has e-signature and can open up documents and accounts and things like that. So to me, it was like, that's virtual, you know. And I, I didn't, I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I think I need to understand whether or not this is a pain point for advisors. Is this something that advisors are feeling like they need help with? They need it. They're willing to pay for this kind of a service. Is this something that they are hung up on struggling with need packaged for them? Uh, they need someone to hold their hand. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. And I don't mean to sound naive or, Patronizing. I'm just trying to understand. Like, is eight months into COVID, is being virtual and being able to touch base with your clients and your business on a virtual basis is that a pain point for advisors?
0: I do think it is. I'm not sure it should be. I guess, but that's just also my mindset. The same way that maybe marketing shouldn't be a pain point, but it is. But I have my pain points that other people wouldn't agree with. Um, And I think just, but I guess it was like I said, for me, it was like because we already had e-signature. We were already doing a lot of documents online. Even when people were in the office, we were still using the computer. So it was like the only thing that changed is people just stopped driving to see us. But we were basically virtual. And I find a lot of people were in that situation. Now, if you're a complete paper guy and complete face-to-face, and then COVID happened and you're completely making the switch, that is a pain point. So that's somebody who I think just, I'm not sure, wherever you are, wherever you work, Maybe doesn't. Maybe you're just old school, maybe you're being led old school or somebody, they just don't have the infrastructure necessary for that. But the infrastructure, again, for me was just like, can I show you my planning process? Can I collect documents? And then the rest was mail, email, and e-signature, stuff like that.
1: I think, uh, Mike, your question is a good one. And I will, you know, Ryan, you can answer this um, based on your knowledge, but I can't specifically say that I know that there are large teams that are virtual um, just based on, I don't, I I don't want to speak out of turn, but I will say that I'd be willing to bet my house on it. Like I I assume that's the case. Uh, And, and coming out of COVID, I don't think uh, virtual is going away for just advisors or any sort of business or industry, but Ryan, specifically to Mike's question, can you address this? Do you have specific examples of this?
0: Um. I don't have any specific examples. I mean, I, I'm sure I,
1: this is happening, right? It's, be it seems to if me that
0: the, that the perception is that only small advisors have gone vulture. Does that mean like like people aren't going virtual at scale? Is that what he means? Is that what you read that question as?
1: My sense is based on what he's saying is COVID or not, is that he's saying that there are the, the larger teams, the, the bigger groups, um, the the holes of the world kind of thing, right? The family office yeah. or whatever is not going virtual and it's just the single guy woman.
0: I'll say this, the person who is the smallest and had to adjust the fastest probably did. So that person probably went virtual faster because they needed to do business. So maybe if I could say something, I would assume, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to assume that if you're in a board meeting, like you have a lot of smart people who are like, we need to establish a virtual infrastructure across the board so all of our advisors can continue to survive and if that wasn't the case somewhere then that's a huge mistake you know small or not um i would say that they're closing their offices getting smaller spaces if you're not i see what you mean small in terms of like employee amount i guess maybe not yes. small also just in terms of asset under management or something yeah his like last
1: that. comment is what makes the most sense to me if you're if if you heels in uh you know heels dug in and you're like when covid ends we're 100% back in the office i promise you that's not going to resonate well with uh, whether you have a team or not, but that's not going to res- resonate well with your clients. Your clients are getting very comfortable doing this virtual thing. And as a parent, um, you know, and, and working with other companies and, and businesses and, and advisors, I'm getting very like I'm doing teacher conferences with my kids, teachers virtually. And I don't see a reason to not to have that just be permanent. Like there's no reason for me to go to the school every semester to talk to them about the kids progress anymore.
0: It's amazing how long we took to get here. Until the world forced us, and then we said, "What the hell were we doing all this time? Yeah, what a like, why were Why were we driving all? It, literally, all the parents. Nobody wants to see each other or all go to the school and do that when everybody could have just been sitting and have like this could be vodka and we're all just hanging out. Well, it takes you know? it I takes know,
1: but, you know you got to get yourself dressed together, put your you know, and then yeah, half yeah. an hour the whole the whole ordeal for a ten minute meeting is an hour.
0: Let's go back to virtual and what you said because it really sparked something with me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna. Put this up. And actually, before I say this, Jonathan uh, just popped in. Ironically, my staff wanted to remain in the office as much as possible. I'm interested in kind of indulging on that a little bit. If you have to explain, Jonathan, I'd like to know why. What did you find your staff felt comfortable staying in the office or why were they uncomfortable going virtual, if uncomfortable at all? Let me Um, touch
1: on that real quick. Hold your thought there, Ryan, because I don't want to lose it. No, just hold on to it. Jonathan's point is something that Joe Conroy really called out last Thursday or Friday. And he was like, I miss putting a tie on. And I was like, Oh, I miss really getting dressed up too. And then three hours later, Joe was like, you know what? I didn't miss it that much. I can't wait for my sweatpants kind of thing. Like I think we miss being in the office until we're in the office and we're going to be like, this is cool. A couple days a week. Yes. I think it's the same way.
0: Like everybody likes to get dressed up and go out every once in a while. Everybody likes to put on a suit and go do something, but you don't want to be like, all right, today's a day where I put my suit on and I meet with six people, you know, when I could just be sitting here. I've sweatpants on every day and I should even be wearing nicer shirts. But it's like, I don't know.
1: It's gonna Um, be a blend. We're gonna find a nice blend. Well, I
0: think virtual is definitely gonna take over. Like I'm not I'm not one to say I think there's a lot of people that want to go back to seeing people, but not in an inconvenient way. People Correct. want to go out the bars safely. People want to see their friends. People want to do activities. But nobody wants to drive and go see their teacher.
1: That's dead. That's Correct. gone. COVID, COVID or not,
0: we're COVID done with not. this nuisance a of a meeting. A few things are done forever. A few yes. things are done forever. And there's a few people who check that, who, who switch like went off in their head. And not maybe not at, at Jonathan's, uh, at, like any, any of his employees or anything like that. But maybe not for Jonathan. But there's a lot of people who are like, I'm staying home and somebody's like no you're coming back to the office and they go I quit. I'm going to find a job that gives me that cuz that's well, what I need now. I'm sure. not why would I drive an hour to come do the exact same thing I'm getting more work done and that happens and that and I I've, 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 I've,
1: I've, I've shown did. you how productive it's been for 9 yeah. months. So did you lose how your I thought like my kid's stuff? Okay, so my thought it was <laughs> when um no, I forget what how were we talking about? You wanted to go back to talking about something high level virtual don't read the comments they'll distract you don't read no the comments. i was
0: going back up to where i was the perception that only small advisors something but oh, oh oh i think it changed a few things like we were talking about uh let's talk about morgan stanley like I, when i think about morgan stanley i think about a big glass building big glass doors big building coffee smelling when you come in nice couches and mm-hmm. nobody cares about that anymore if they're going virtual in the same way that people were going to Harvard, and then they said, now I gotta talk to you from here, I wanna walk through the campus, I wanna smell flowers, and I wanna be amazed, and I'm paying you this much money, I want this experience, I'm not paying you this to sit at my house. That's the situation we're gonna be in, where people are gonna have to realize, now maybe the fees are all fine and everything lines up, but the expenses, you cannot increase your expenses anymore to cover overhead costs, because people are not willing to pay those for you anymore. So that is gonna change fundamentally a lot of businesses because the mindset of the people has changed and businesses will only run as far as the customer will go and i think a lot of people college students in general think i got i go back to harvard go back to yale all these places where you're putting in hundreds of thousands of dollars now you're sitting on your couch on zoom and you're like i could have been on an online college it just makes you think now you have access to the right professors i'll give you that and the networking and all that stuff it's not dead but it's over it's it's too expensive for virtual that's for sure
1: I have one that just sits in the back of my head and as advisors you guys I'm sure have thought this through. Boy, I'd be freaking out if I was heavily invested or in uh, in owner in commercial real estate uh, lots right now. Uh,
0: and I feel bad because it's like it's that was the place to go. I know a ton of people who killed it there, millions, millionaires, but they're going to have to switch it up in a way because there's a lot of people that they had to give, you know, like uh, they had to give the deals to keep people there and that's going to tra- travel into a couple years in the future you know where where people were were figuring everything out and saying I can't pay this I can't pay my employees I can't do anything so there was a lot of I feel like deal making going on of everybody paying less than they were before but they're never going to want to go back you know it's not like okay <laughs> covid's gone I want to go back to paying 5000 they're going to be like hey I'm going to leave now and and the person who knew who the person who takes over this spot may give you that money but it's not going to be me
1: and I want to give it a quick
0: easier than a new customer. So it like it, it changed. It just changed.
1: Here's a quick example of something that I've talked to a close friend about and is, is happening. There's a 10,000 person office in the Philly area, right in the Philly suburbs. Um, they're at capacity with their office and there's they've got 12,000 employees. So they already have people working from home because they can't seat them all. When that lease is up, the conversation is going to be can we shrink the office to five thousand, and then have people switch on Mondays and Wednesdays and Tuesdays and Thursdays, and just there's desk sharing going on there? Hmm. And then three days a week you're home. And now the company saves millions of dollars on their lease. The building is half the size. Like that's going to happen. We just it's just not
0: necessary anymore. If you can't figure out a reason of why would somebody take the time to do this, I mean, it just it's just again the. It, it just, it's change. It's just going to change. It's, it's yeah, going to so, change and for, for people to think it's going to go back, but I am interested in, in things like, uh, oh, let's yeah, go this, with, let's go with this, the comment.
1: This is happening. It's just
0: Ernst & Young here in Charlotte. 30% of their lease. That's just one firm.
1: Yeah. That's, that's,
0: I mean, dude, it's think about the companies who said you can go work from home forever. They, some of them were the biggest ones and they're literally like, like, you know, we'll pay to be out of our contract. Or whatever it means, or or everything changes, or we're out. Like, we don't, you know, how much money we're going to save on this? All the employees (laughs) are home. Like, you're the money we just paid you to get out of a contract. We just saved money over the next five years that allows us to expand
1: or something. That's like, here's the best laptop, and I'll cover your internet for the life of you working at the company. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: And this is interesting. Jump in a comment from Zach. Our staff and 98% of existing clients are hell bent on maintaining the process of the physical office. Now, if now we've talked to Zach, so we know I would also say it depends how your advisor is and how you're built. If you were doing zero email, if you were doing zero virtual, and then you just expected somebody who's been working with you for 10 years to jump on Zoom, maybe not. So I can understand that. And that's the that's the side I say to of where it may it may be a pain point, is if you're dealing with the gap of like Zach and his guy, then the virtual is a little bit more separated, and then it's like. I don't know how to do all that stuff. I'm not even going to try it. So that's why I would say maybe package pain point would be for a specific person.
1: Let's dig in, Zach. One, staff means nothing because the clients are the lifeblood of the business. So if the clients decide they want virtual, whatever your staff wants is irrelevant because the clients want virtual. Do you know that 98% of existing clients are actually hellbent on maintaining the process of a physical office? Or is that the staff at the top telling you that?
0: interested keep going uh, and here's what jonathan jumped back in because we asked him a similar question that was in lines with people wanted to be in the office um so i couldn't agree with
1: this comment more yeah
0: here's two things he said that are interesting one jonathan added john i don't know i don't even i'm sorry we never met we should talk i don't know what to call you Uh, i agree our clients are much more comfortable being virtual but then he jumped in and said i like my i think my staff still like coming into the office because they were in a small space and their significant other that calls them distractions hard for them to co-work that i understand i think if people had a safe place to go with child care or things to separate or parents yeah. could get away, that's when the office did, I agree, become a safe haven. So it became a safe haven for for employees, but not for clients, because it became an inconvenient for the client to do what your staff wanted or what your employee wanted, which was to separate from my daughter screaming in the background. I can't even think about working right now. Mm-hmm. So that, that I understand.
1: Water is going to find its level here. And what's what that means is we're going to find our balance. We're going to find that a few days a week virtual, a few days a week in person. We're going to find the childcare thing that works out. We're going to figure this out. I it's, it's totally not, agree. Yep. I,
0: yeah. I work from home. This is John again. I, I work from home three days a week in the office, two days a week. I think it's the perfect balance, but I'm not wearing a suit and tie every day like Conroy. <laughs> um I, uh, I I agree. I think everybody has their own balance. And I, uh, and I go back to what Mike Gordon said, which was everybody's offices are getting smaller because you're getting to the point where if clients aren't coming in, you don't have anybody to impress. You can basically do cubicles. I mean, you want it to be a little bit lively so you don't look around. It's dreading it like a government building. But at the same way, you, you only need maybe... Like a, a, a my basement square of space to put three people in and put them in the corners, and, and and that's your and now you're virtual or you turn it around or you have your you have your little separate you have like three rooms that you have so it's so it's quiet from each other. I just think the game is changing when you think about like think about the big conference room to impress people. It's just it's it's almost like it's a tumbleweed, you know, coming through like a western kind of in there for some people. Uh, so Rep it's becomes interesting the dining room
1: with the, the dining room table full of crap
0: that you don't use. You start piling stuff in there. Yeah, it becomes another really, really expensive file room and square footage that you can't cover with the client's expenses anymore. I'm gonna mess mess
1: with everybody here. And this is where I, like when, as Emco continues to scale and COVID uh, uh, relinquishes its control over all of us, I'm going to look into for sure you know, as this thing scales, but I'm going to look into having some sort of a part-time office that I can go to and use. And you know what I think, advisors, all of you guys watching this, if, if you're going through this conversation of whether you should renew your lease or change things up, create a studio in your office. Take that extra space and make that a content studio, please. Because the game, Ryan said it two minutes ago, it's not only changing, it has changed. And the advisors who use that extra space to just drop in, create video. The lights are all set up. Everything's ready to go pop out back to your normal office. That would be the greatest use of extra space.
0: I completely agree. And this goes back to an episode we had a while ago or a podcast I did where it's like, make sure you have a place where you can sit down and get ready to go. You know, imagine you have your, excuse me. uh, You have your camera, you have your lighting, you have everything set up. I believe Joe Conroy has this set up in his office which is why even with him you know, being busy and successful from the advisor standpoint, he can just jump in and make a video and then hand it off to somebody to edit. And that's just the smallest piece of his day is being able to put out content you know, because I know somebody else does that and he can delegate. So he steps in front of the camera, he does his thing, and he jumps out. I'd have to ask him exactly how long things take him in terms of scripting, but uh, you know, it's, it's a simple process because he has it ready to go.
1: Well, you could I use know, that for I your know. formal virtual that, meetings. You know,
0: yeah, I know that. Ruffalo has a little bit of a space of a backdrop. You can see it when, when I'm talking to him on Zoom. You can see his backdrop set up where he sits to say advisor stuff. And maybe some videos he doesn't care. But everybody has kind of their their place. So let me go back. I kind of trailed off how to go virtual. We were talking about why virtual is <laughs> important. I think, everybody, I think everybody gets that of why we're in this place. But what do you do to actually go virtual? Mine was the process that you put in place, which is I had a planning process, which is like the first meeting we get to know each other. And then we figure out where we're going from here through the first and second meeting. You start giving me documents. Where do those documents come from? For me, it came from Right Capital. You know, a lot of people use eMoney, Money Guide Pro, whatever your software is. I'm not sure if they have an upload. I'm sure eMoney has an, a vault or upload feature. It's it's the mega program. I don't know about Money Guy Pro, but for me, it was easy to use my software to be that vault to upload documents because that's what we need. Like for the plan, I need to see the documents so I can put the information in there. Obviously, you can ask people stuff like their name, but you don't want to be sitting on the phone being like, what stocks are in your you know are, are, yeah. are like are in your are, like what mutual funds do you have in your brokerage account or something, and they're listing their their tickets and off. It's crazy. So it's easy to just upload it somewhere. If you don't have that, then just use Dropbox. That can be another secure place where you share a link with somebody with each client and you're able to let them upload documents. So you're not telling people just send it over email and just send me all, you know, even even if it's blocked out, you can still see the last four of show, social, sometimes account numbers, stuff you don't want to push over email. And a lot of emails are followed anyway, so you don't want to do that. So not a lot of clients don't, we have secure email from the advisor side, but the, but the clients sure. don't have a secure way to send it. So it's up to us to make sure we put that platform out where they can upload things. So again, me was right. Capital but you can also use Dropbox. I'm sure you could use Google Drive, but then again, you'd have to step in and see what, what is allowed in terms of the security feature. Then the second one is simple, what we're doing now, StreamYard or Zoom. And for me, that's pretty much it. It's those two programs which allow you to speak to people, still do the planning. You get to share the plan and do everything you could do in front of people. But then it's the process you put in place to figure out where they exactly fit in.
1: I'll also say that i think folks once they get the technical side down and the uh the streaming i would really like just being on the amount of calls that you and i are on like i would have everybody who's going to do anything virtual going forward is to just get a few get a microphone get get some things set up so that doesn't look like you're in you know and there's echoing going on you just make sure that you have that stuff set up
0: completely agree um, and if I had to add anything to the process, you know, I would say uh, that that's too hard to deliver a process, but really let's say it's four meetings and the first meeting, you're just speaking like this for 30 minutes. You get to know somebody, you collect information and you start working through goals, scope of business and stuff like that. You say, this is what you want to talk about. So this is all the stuff that I need to see. And then you move to your second meeting where you've put every, all the, once they give you the documents, you say, once you give me the documents, I'll set the second meeting because I don't want to pinch it and say, you know we have our next meeting in a week. Make sure you get me your documents by Tuesday. I always tell people, make sure you get me your documents and then we'll set that time for sure. So I'll get everything uploaded so I can start the plan and then I'll set it a week later to make sure I have time. Then we're back on Zoom and that second meeting is is speaking about the information that's in the plan, talking about how it goes. And you can break that into two sometimes if it's if it, if it takes a long time. If people have a lot, going through the plan can, can take two hours. Um, but really you can do it you can do it quicker i think it also depends on the interest of the person and the questions that they have but you know for me it could be a simple you know three or four meeting process of making sure that i'm doing the exact same thing we used to do in front of people and and, but just doing everything sharing and i realized with virtual what i did was i started preparing for meetings more because i knew i had to share the screen so i always had everything up everything ready to go and it was nice to just have a bunch of tabs so that when people come in, I'm just clicking, sharing, sharing, sharing. Oh, you want to talk about this? I can jump over here. So for me, it was just the mixture of using those two programs, inserting them into the process. And we were 100% virtual for 10 months.
1: This is one of the things that uh, I struggle with and we struggle with. And, and I'm going to, and I know you're going to agree with me here, but this is, and I don't want to make this like some shameless plug for MCO advisors, but this is another level of why when we work with advisors and the conversations we have this isn't just about marketing like we get into you get into this stuff um we I get into this stu- yeah it's yeah it's, it's it's hard because you don't ever want to put like that cliche you know especially with Mitch's post last night like that cliche like coaching thing on yeah because that it just feels so overdone and so dirty and 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 it doesn't feel nice but We do have these conversations and they go far beyond just marketing. And that's some of the value that you and I offline need to figure out how to get back into our marketing message and our offering.
0: And uh, I also want to throw back in, Jonathan, best ad ever. Thank you. Um, The next piece of equipment that I completely forgot that I meant to add is personally, I use Calendly. Schedule once. I think if you're an LPL guy, you have to use schedule once. I don't know if they approved Calendly. I remember they had it. They took it away. It was weird. But whatever you have to use, some scheduler. Um, I like Calendly. There's a free version, an $8 version, and a $12 version where you can do everything under the sun. So it's it's super cheap. And I suggest it to absolutely, absolutely everybody who's allowed to use it. There's nothing worse than going back and forth and spending time emailing saying, can you do this date? Can you do this date? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, just, you can block out your schedule in Calendly. You can say where you're open. If you have lunch at 1230, you can block that out so there's no appointment there. You can, you can customize those things. So then when they send the link, they see where you're available. They get to pick the best date. That would be the third thing I would add, especially if you're virtual, because otherwise you're going to be doing so much admin stuff. Thanks, John, for throwing that in there. I completely forgot.
1: Great comments today. Thank you guys for engaging. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I do appreciate it. And uh, especially John jumping in and letting us know. the the other. I love to hear from the advice. You, you, one thing I realized is nothing's concrete, right? Everything's got a little bit of a gray area. Not everybody feels the same. Um, and, and different advisors have different experiences, different clients have different experience. I think it depends on how you ran your business before, obviously how you run now. Like I said, if you're taking your business and flipping it on its head, then it's going to feel like a pain point. If you've never used Zoom before, anything new is scary. So you ask like, when advisors need it packaged, I would say some do, but for most of you guys, like you should just be—you could be spending. oh, How much is it? 135 for Rate right Capital. Let's say free for Calendly and Zoom is a free version, but I think you can get one for how much is Zoom a month? What is it? Less than 200 bucks a month. You can go virtual with your business. Yeah, 150 bucks a month, something like that, somewhere around there.
1: This is now if you have, to if you have right?
0: e-money, it's a lot more, like because e-money's big, but still, if you're if you're simple like me then
1: you and i need to dig into this because i think about all the stuff we throw at advisors and um i i i'm i'm empathetic to how overwhelming all of this can be like you're telling me to do this on a marketing side and then my clients want to be virtual and i don't even know where to start with a process and then i've i've got to start thinking about you know i agree that the marketing needs help but then how do i create content like there's just so much and i could see this becoming a just shut down, going back to what you know, because you're overwhelmed by, by all of it. That's
0: what everybody does. It's easier. I feel like, but it's wrong and don't, you know, just like, I I don't know what to say. Like, I understand it's uncomfortable and it's scary to learn new things, but you're a business owner. Like you stepped into this world and you don't get to be scared. You're not
1: allowed. No, that's why, you know, there are, you know, I don't know. I I don't like the (laughs) plugging thing. So.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And that's why I tell people like I'm trying to and I I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm an emotional guy. I, I have my moments still where I'm thinking about it. But it's like you can't you just can't say like, I, I don't know how to use Zoom. So I'm not even going to try. You, know, like, you, you at least have to go for the program or do it or, or get handed off to somebody and delegate or something like you, you, there's some type of letting go that has to happen that you can't you can't hold yourself back in terms of doing that. So if virtual is a is a mindset thing. Which I think most things are. Again, I don't like it to be too fluffy of a show, but it really is. Like if you're if you're overwhelmed by going virtual and doing marketing, like to me, you're not on top of your business. You're in it, but you're not running it, and that's the problem. That's right. the switch you need to make. You're a financial advisor, but you're in an entrepreneurial world, so you need to understand that you're you're whether you want it to be or not. You're a CEO and you're a business owner. Doesn't mean you have to hire people but you're running a whole business. You're not just a financial advisor.
1: I totally agree with that. And then I think that what advisors could use the most help with and that they have a hard time doing is sorting through help to keep them accountable or help them kind of, tackle that list of things. To why, that's why
0: coaching works and why it is there and why there's so many of us and why we jump around. I know we don't like to use that word consultant, whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's why we're, it's why there's like Mitch said it too. There's more, there's more people selling to advisors than there are advisors. And that's true because there are barely any advisors posting and everybody who's, who's stepped foot in the advisor world for half a second knows <laughs> yeah. that nobody is marketing correctly. Yeah. Basically. As a percentage, it's like point zero zero five. The people I see are never the people we're going to work with, and that's I think how Correct. everybody feels who's a marketing company because you're already doing it, so you don't need that guidance. Maybe you think you can level up, and of course, well, I always think we can help somebody, but you know, I'm, Nick Nielsen isn't going to jump into our hundred dollar a month group. He just doesn't, right. doesn't 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 need it. He's not he's not thinking about that. So, I think it just depends depends where you are and what you're doing and what, what you understand about yourself and how you can delegate. There's a lot of things that I can't do that I'm realizing I need to let go. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I just want the company to work. And I think everybody has to think like that. I want the company to make money. I want it to be successful. I want to help people and I won't stop until it does that. And that's what you need to think about your company running as a whole successfully and don't stop until you, you get everything. But that that's like, that's our job. Now, what I will say for us being partners is the thing that I like is having two people feels a lot more comfortable, I think, than one. Because Absolutely. you're working when I'm not, and I can be working when you're not. And that's huge in terms of specialty marketing. So I'm extremely empathetic to everybody. But that goes into me saying this to you. Do you need a business partner? Will you hand somebody 20 30% of your equity, of your company, of everybody you bring in, if they did all of your marketing? They won't. From here be sure. on out. Say, say you meet somebody and you say, look, I can't pay you, but if you help me market and grow my business, I'll give you 20% of everything from here on out. Would you do that? That's, that's a business move, not a financial advisor move. So that's something I would like people to maul on and think about is most people who are single by themselves think they're in it by themselves, but you're only doing that because you're sitting by yourself in your business. You're choosing to do that. You could You can not only delegate and hire employees, you can have a business partner who can help you do something you can't do. You, you, What you opened me up to, I think, was the brand image, the brand page. I would have been live every day with no structure, the structure of the show. There's real value to the strategy that comes with marketing. And had we never met, I either would have gotten here two years later or never. And people need to realize, like, whether I think I'm a good marketer or not, how much you can learn from, from other people. And think about that standpoint. Drop your ego and Build a company. That's the way I
1: think about. It. I totally agree. Cool. Let's uh, uh, tee up tomorrow's yeah. show and and yeah. give everyone their day back.
0: So, tomorrow is going to be um, John. I was going to say I was I didn't want to say John because I read John's name so many times and I was like can't be another John no but it is John John Baranowskis. is that correct correct pronounced yep. Yep. Um, so John is uh, owns his own RIA sweet gum labs and super cool guy. Nice to talk to, but I thought he would be a really fun guest while we just had Mike Gordon on. And we're talking about going independent and you were smart to, to ask him to come on friend of ours. Uh, and he's going to be speaking with us about what it feels like to actually run an RIA. He's in the infancy of his business in the first year and a half or so. So he'll get to tell you what compliance feels like, how much time it takes, the the is is the payout worth the the money that comes with it the risk the the mindset you know what's it really like how does it really feel because i think a lot of guys even if you're at LPL and have a lot of flexibility you're thinking about what what if i want even more because that's who i was so i think the RIA side going hybrid everybody's at least toying with it um especially in a day where it's so easy to start a business online and do anything you want it's like you you just don't want to feel constricted and the RIA i feel like I, and I want to make sure the RIA actually gives you what you're looking for. So we're going to talk to John about what what the, what it's really like.
1: Yeah, and, uh, he was independent before going RIA, so it'll be interesting to. Uh, he wasn't the sole independent advisor in the office. He worked within an office, but it'll be super interesting to hear about him juxtaposing those two experiences.
0: Absolutely. So again, appreciate you guys being here so much. Definitely come tomorrow. uh, If you're interested in the RIA conversation and you have your questions for John, we'll have him on to answer. Uh, Obviously we can always throw in our answers, but I like to lean on the guests for you guys because that's the point. That's the new point of view I want to offer you. So a lot of fun guests coming up in January too. So keep sticking with us on the show. Um, We'll keep promoting it the best we can, but appreciate you guys being here and we will see you tomorrow morning at 9 30 <laughs> one of my dogs is climbing on top of the other one to get in the move sorry
1: threw me off uh we'll see you guys tomorrow at 9 30 <laughs> um and everybody you know you can end the broadcast but everybody's still listening uh well if i end double the down nobody will be listening <laughs> well just like this point this time of year man double down i believe in it so much
0: yeah, it's the time when everybody else is taking a break. And if you've been crushing it and making money, take your break, hang out, <clears throat> chill with your family. Um, but if you're looking for attention, you're trying to grow your business, I mean, obviously, still hang out with your family. But you know what I mean? Put in the work. Put in the time. Schedule ahead of time. Work harder on Thursday to have off on Friday. Really, really put in that extra effort. It'll pay off. The eyes are there. Go see the slide deck that Corey just put in the MCO, uh, the MCO page. Awesome. Awesome. Um, awesome slide deck to get everybody ready and understand that everybody's just sitting around looking at their phones, waiting to absorb content. That's going to be you either looking at your phone, absorbing it or creating it. So decide to create. You can always look at content later when you're free, but s- decide to create today. Create as much as you can. Yep. That's good. Good ending. All right. Yeah, for real. For real this time. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show.
1: We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors.
0: You finding success means everything to us.
1: If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating.
0: Thank you all.
1: Talk soon.